150 hospitals rely on our technology to stay up and running. If that technology is not up and running, instantly 150 hospitals in 26 states would have to go to pen and paper. Welcome to Rarified Air, stories of inspired service, a podcast that takes you on a journey into the DNA of inner systems. Our host, John Palladino, head of client services, will be your guide as we explore how our unparalleled commitment to customer service fuels limitless human potential. Join us as we dive into the culture of inner systems and share the stories of the people who make it all possible, our customers, partners, and employees. From helping healthcare providers to improve patient outcomes to empowering the world's most important financial institutions. We'll show you how our dedication to customer service excellence is in rarefied air. Welcome to Rarefied Air. I'm here with my guest, Randy Pallotta. You know, this podcast is really a new thing for me. I'm really excited about it. And we have some great guests in the lineup. But Randy, you I picked you to be the first guest on this podcast series for a lot of reasons. But I think you really personify the rarefied air, the high-touch experience, the passion for success. You got it, man. Well, thank you, John. Coming from you, that is one heck of a compliment. We've known each other for quite a while. Why don't you take us back to the beginning of when we met and how we got started? Oh, absolutely. And I remember it quite well. I'm sure you've done probably thousands of job interviews uh, in your career. Yeah, (laughs) more than a a few dozen anyways. And mine uh, was very memorable for me. You weren't necessarily giving me the technical grilling that I came prepared for. Uh, You were more focused on who I am as a person and what motivates me. And I remember you asked me, what was I passionate about? And I, outside of work, I play a lot of music. And it just so happened a couple nights before that, I had a six-hour gig uh, where I played my guitar so much that my hands were bleeding at the end of the show. (laughs) And I had uh, the sort of scars. And I said, well, here's an example of passion for you. And then right as I was getting ready to go, I kind of asked you, what did you think? And what you said to me was, well, I don't know where you're going to end up here, but I know where I'd like you to start. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. In those days, I did the first round interviews. I figured, you know, if I didn't want to hire somebody, why bother everybody else? And if I did, let other people interview you as well. And if I made a mistake, they'd let me know. Uh, So that approach worked pretty well. There were four things I looked for, and I still look for these four things. A high degree of aptitude. Uh, killer instinct, basically a high degree of initiative, passion, and then professionalism. And I want to see compelling evidence in all four of those. I think those four attributes, they really complement each other. If you find somebody who's smart, who has drive, you know, driven for success, and is passionate about it, you know, it implies a lot of things. It implies that you know, they're true in terms of uh, their intention yep. to help help people, to build products, passionate about many things. And I I like working with people who have high energy. Yeah, well, and it's clear. And and that's, you know, when you get to inner systems and you're surrounded by other people that are passionate, you know, you kind of don't want to let them down. Uh, And it really is just, uh, it's a fire that fuels itself, has been my experience here. We talk a lot about kind of the high-touch customer experience. It was important, you know, when we started years ago. It's important now. Yeah, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, 
How would you describe the high-touch experience here? Sure. Well, we work in healthcare. It's certainly not our only line of business, and that is certainly a big focus for us. And in healthcare, it's a surprisingly small world. And healthcare really fascinates me because more so than any other line of business, it's not pure competition. They will share information with each other about what works well and what doesn't work well. They share information about technology decisions that they make. And referenceability and word of mouth is everything in healthcare. Your reputation is going to make or break you. Uh, at the end of the day, there's 4,500 hospitals. And because they're willing to share information with each other about what works well and what doesn't work well, the inner systems model, that high-touch model, is crucial. Fortunately for us, we've built up a really stable, successful business model that allows us to invest in customers in ways that our competitors don't have that luxury. And we leverage that to the nth degree. I have never once been told you need to be worried about a flight expense to go out and help a customer on site. That is just not how we operate here at InterSystems. Coming from prior employers where you'd be helping a customer with a problem and then all of a sudden eight hours are up, and geez, the problem's not solved, but before I keep going, I need you to sign this quote for a couple hundred bucks an hour because I think I'm gonna be here another day. At InterSystems, we don't operate that way. We are fundamentally uh, opposed to that way of thinking. It's do what you have to do to make the customer successful. And it just, that success continues to breed more success. Well, that's great, Randy. We we have a, um, a motto when we're not sure what to do, do what's right for the customer. Yep. And, you know, we have several sayings like that that really you know, help uh, solidify the culture. We'll come back to culture in a few minutes. Let's yep. talk about some success stories with customers. Yeah, you've worked sure. in support, you've worked in sales, you're the head of sales engineering for North America. Yep. Uh, you must have a lot of stories. Yeah, uh, geez, wouldn't even know where to start. We've seen so many uh, projects, large and small, successful. For instance, one of our customers, uh, they're, I believe right now, the third largest health system in the United States of America. They decided to consolidate. They operate about 150 hospitals in 26 states, and they had a problem uh, of decentralization. You know, one of the lines of business that we're focused on is integration. At that point in time, when they came to us, they had 38 servers spread across these 26 states running 14 different integration engines with teams spread all over the place, and they had a mission to consolidate. And you know, that centralization has obvious benefits, but they had tried and failed with two other uh, big tech IT vendors. So they had a great deal of skepticism that they could actually pull this off. They selected InterSystems. We invested heavily in their success as we do. To be fair to them, uh, they really brought their A game and they had learned a couple lessons from uh, the, the prior two experiences. But what's really remarkable about this project is it took about five years. The budget was about $33 million, and they came in on time at $33 million. When you think about an IT project that runs that long and with that type of budget, very, very rarely do you see them finish on time and under budget. They've had virtually no outages uh, where they were experiencing about a dozen hours a month, even at a single hospital. 
Um, and the last thing I'll say about it is, to my knowledge, it is the largest centralized healthcare integration engine running on the planet. How much should we charge for these services? Uh, zero dollars and zero cents over the course of the five years of mentoring. We flew wow. out. Uh, they have locations in several states. We must have went on site upwards of a dozen times. We were there for the go lives, there for the upgrades, uh, really making them comfortable. That's a great story. I remember one story where we literally went the extra mile. There was a hurricane coming into Louisiana. It was a major hurricane. And the Department of Veterans Affairs, one of our customers, was moving patients to other parts uh, of, of the country, like to Texas and, and out of harm's way. Yep. And they ran local on-prem systems at that time. They had to take the backups of those systems, bring them to other locations and fire them up. We put people on the road to meet them at the destination to make sure that went smoothly. Yep. <laughs> and it did, you know? So yeah, we go the extra mile. Thought for a long time, if, you can have a great product, but if you don't have the service to really make it shine and yep. stand out, um, ultimately it's not going to be successful and your clients won't be as successful. Yep. So I've always thought of support as a competitive advantage. Yep. And you're in sales now, so you compete. Yep. How do you position what we do, this high-touch, rarefied air experience, yep. as competitive advantage? As a matter of fact, I would like to think that any software company out there, you know, could learn from the way that we've leveraged that high touch model to promote sales activities. But at a high level, you know, I'll walk you through this story. Of course, we have our slides, right? And on those slides, you'll see things like our customer, you know, quotes, things like even at their low point, InterSystems is the high bar for support in the industry. So we educate the prospect on the type of feedback we get from the customers. Then we move in third-party companies who solely exist to rate the performance of software vendors. And of course, a big part of what they rate, uh, whether it's Gartner or Class or Chillmark, is the support experience that you can expect from this vendor. We have extremely high, you know, 4.8 out of 5, uh, 98th percentile type ranking. So the third-party analysts do a great job telling the story. But when for me, when it really hit home, and, and this is a story that I won't forget anytime soon, we had a sales opportunity, an extremely competitive sales environment, um, for one of the most prestigious brands in healthcare. They probably have somewhere around 100,000 employees total. Uh, so Big company. Yeah, yeah. huge. Um, and we had done business in different areas, different states, different regions of this company for many, many years. But all of a sudden, we had a new initiative uh, that was being driven from the corporate HQ and highly competitive. So it's us and it's all the big tech vendors that everybody's heard of. Everybody wants to win this business and a very, very crucial project for this particular uh, healthcare delivery organization. And we got invited for a four-hour presentation. And Don Woodlock, who's our vice president of healthcare, he called me up on Sunday afternoon and Don said, hey, I've got an idea. Here's what I want to do. Now, like I said, we had done business with this uh, company for decades. And so we knew that on another project, we had recently gotten a great accolade from one of their uh, project management leaders about how great support was. And so we said, hey, this is a great quote. We should put this in front of them. Then we decided to dig a little bit deeper. 
And so we went and looked, and we looked at their survey results for the last 12 months. And throughout this organization, we had probably gotten a dozen, maybe two dozen calls. And lo and behold, every single survey, they gave us 10 out of 10. Now, this was two years ago. We then got a little carried away. And we went back to 1989. We literally had a 1,000 batting average. So with all of the ways that we could have closed this meeting, we decided that telling them that story, hey, look, take it from your own people. And by the way, we didn't just start this yesterday, going all the way back to 1989, your folks, your employees, when they needed our help, when it was all said and done, they told us 10 out of 10 experience. That's how we decided to end that presentation. I am happy to say we were selected vendor of choice uh, for that particular project. And I do believe uh, that ending the meeting on that note had the impact that we had in mind. It's definitely a mic drop moment. Yes, well, I, I think uh, it was effective. At the end of the day, we're helping people. We're helping people be successful. And of course, successful is their definition, not ours. So in healthcare, Randy, as you were describing, you know, it's really an honor to play such a small role in such great service and care that health healthcare givers provide to patients every single day. And we're always striving to do a better job there. We're very different than most support organizations. We yep. put our best people in the front lines. We have an effortless experience to get help. Truth be told, I don't care if a customer is paying for support or not, we're going to help. If they're not paying for support, we'll get the sales organization involved. The customer sets the priority, and we don't close an issue until the customer is really satisfied that they have a resolution. Yep. So those principles have really driven this high-touch experience. What are your thoughts? The way I view this is there's the direct folks that we interact with, and then there's the folks on the other side of them. And two points that I would make, that high-touch model that we have, when we go in with a prospect, they've been using another technology for 20 years. And by they, I mean they have a team of people that in many cases have been employed by this hospital for 20 years. Our competitors would like to displace them with services. And they would like to go in and say, hey, it's time for a new engine. And oh, by the way, we're going to do the conversion for you for $150 an hour. That's their business model. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a perfectly fine business model. But what ours allows us to do, we go in and say, hey, look, we've got this great mentoring program. We have this support model that is not hourly billing. We have a fantastic online training mechanism, learning services department. And our message, it's not direct, but it's there. They get it that, look, you've used this other technology for 20 years. Here's the next 20 years of your career. We will make you successful. And knowing that they're not afraid to ask a question because they don't have to go back to their boss and say, hey, look, I got a question, but I know Randy's going to need a couple hundred bucks an hour. Do you mind? But then there's the folks on the other side. And going back to that example from a minute ago, 150 hospitals rely on our technology to stay up and running. If that technology is not up and running, instantly 150 hospitals in 26 states would have to go to pen and paper. So you better believe 
They need our help and they know that they're going to get it. Uh, and so when you think about that scale, where you're talking 40 million patients receive care uh, at, at any one of these hospitals, and our technology is one of, if not the only, tier one mission critical technologies that span that entire enterprise, that to me is something that I think about and take great pride in. That really resonates with me, Randy. You know, I said my passion is helping people. I've been fortunate enough to go to lots of interesting places around the world, and people are really the same. doesn't matter where you came from or your background. You know, we're all people. We're all the same. So helping each other really feels good. Let's move beyond support and talk about the culture of the company. Yep. And the culture of the company can mean different things to different people. What does the culture of Intersystems mean to you, Randy? Yeah, we talked about passion earlier, but to add a little bit to that, every single person at Intersystems is interesting outside of work. You just got to ask them. You just got to strike up a conversation and you'll realize, oh, I had no idea you were a pilot. I had no idea that you're a musician just like me. Oh, wow, you're a trained operatic singer. That's amazing to me. I'm blown away. We don't have any boring people here. And so... That, I think, feeds into the culture. And then the other thing, for whatever it's worth, I've mentioned more than once, I'm a musician. From my personal experience, you know, to be an even halfway decent musician, this means you're willing to put in the work. And that's the culture. You know, it manifests in the work that we do every day. But it's really who my colleagues are as people. That's what, what you know, drives the success of the culture of the company. I couldn't agree more. And that's actually one of the reasons I invited you to be the first oh. guest in this series. <laughs> How many guitars do you have, Randy? Share with the audience. Well, I've lost count. Something like 35. but uh, So far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> Always looking for the next one. That's fantastic. Thank you for your explanation on culture. I thought that was really good. How has the culture changed or stayed the same over the years from your perspective? Sure. You know, it's interesting. The company has changed. Uh, the way we do business has changed, not least of which COVID, of course, uh, forced us into all sorts of new ways of doing business that we hadn't uh, anticipated, to, to say the least. Uh, but even through that, we continued to thrive. When I started, we were 600 employees. Now we're 1,800. Our international growth has been really astounding. Have all sorts of new you know, delivery models, clouds here, different services that we're offering. So the company and what we do has changed, but the culture hasn't changed one bit. The priority on hiring exceptional and only exceptional candidates, we haven't relaxed that one bit. While the company has changed and evolved, I think would be the better word because IT is constantly evolving, the core principles of what made us successful over 45 years, I haven't seen uh, us compromise one bit. Well, again, Randy, you are a very special person, and I really appreciate you joining us. And I hope our listeners have a better understanding when we talk about rarefied air and you know inspired service and our passion for customer success. These were some really great stories from the past. Thank you for sharing those with us. I remember our first employee, Charles Hotchmuth, had a great saying, it's great to have a past, it's better to have a future. We certainly have a great future ahead. Yeah, I agree, John. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or want to hear from a specific guest, 
Email us anytime at inspiredservice at intersystems.com. And when you're ready to unlock the potential of your data and experience the transformative power of support done differently, go to intersystems.com.